Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Yumi Sakagawa. Hi, everyone. Um, before I start, I, I really have to thank um, Skylight Books, um, especially Jen, because um, they're so supportive of small indie press, DIY self-published mini comics and zines, and honestly, if it weren't for her, just randomly coming across my table at LA Zine Fest, um, I probably wouldn't be here uh, showing my second book to you guys. So thank you, Skylight Books, and um, thank you all of you for being here tonight. Um, so for today, I'm going to be reading two excerpts from my book, Your Illustrated Guide to Becoming One with the Universe, in addition to um, a few older meditation comics I've never showed to anyone before except for maybe the five people who've come across my Flickr page, which I don't update anymore, or my photo bucket page. Gosh, I'm dating myself. Um, and quite possibly another story completely not related to the book, if we have time. So uh, this is lesson two from your illustrated guide to becoming one with the universe. I'm starting with uh, this lesson because it's about mindfulness and paying attention to things which I actually have a really difficult time doing. And um, I think all of us as a society just have a hard time doing with all our iPhones and Twitter and Instagram. So um, this is a reminder to myself and to all of you guys to pay attention and listen. Lesson two, pay attention and listen. The universe is always trying to tell you something. Like clues to who you are as a human being, why you are here, your true purpose in life, your secret wish, what makes you happy, what crazy leap of faith you should take right now, what dreams you should follow, how you can truly feel at peace. However, Many of us are unable to receive these important messages. We are too busy listening to our regrets, grudges, anger, annoyances, to-do lists, bad memories, worst case scenarios, worries, unfulfilled desires, anxieties, fantasies about the future, insecurities, sadness, judgments, self-doubts, blah, blah, blah. How can we possibly feel oneness with the universe if we aren't creating any space to really listen to what the universe is trying to tell us. Most of the times, the universe speaks to us very quietly. In pockets of silence, in coincidences, in nature, 
in forgotten memories, in the shape of clouds, in moments of solitude, in small tugs at our heart. When we completely calm the murky waves of our mind to truly pay attention and listen, we can clearly see what is reflected above and what lies beneath the surface. So for the next few days and for the rest of your life, Pay attention and listen. Your assignment from the universe. Connect your heart to an antenna that picks up invisible frequencies from the universe. What are some secret messages you have been missing this entire time. The end. Um, with this section, I wanted to uh, go into a quick background of how this book came about and um, my own meditation background of how I got into um, a serious daily meditation practice. So uh, back in 2008, I was depressed out of my mind. And uh, coincidentally, I had a really good uh, friend whom I met in Japan lend me a copy of uh, Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. And uh, around the same time, uh, my partner David, he uh, also lent me an audiobook of uh, David Lynch's Catching the Big Fish, read by David Lynch himself. So please uh, get the audiobook, not the book. It's so worth it to hear David Lynch whisper secrets into your ear <laughs> at night. It's amazing. Um, I bring these two books up because um, I, I am a bit of a self-help junkie, but I feel like these two books were the books that I always look, up, look, um, look back at as books that have changed my life. I feel like with uh, Eckhart Tolle, he was the first uh, spirituality, new age self-help author who really gave me a, a visceral experience of uh, feeling a shift in consciousness from a low level, I sound so LA right now, but um, a low frequency level to a higher, a slightly higher frequency level that sort of gave me the strength through uh, difficult times. And uh, with David Lynch, um, I think I was really inspired by a film director who isn't necessarily a meditation expert or some sort of guru, just was so inspired by his meditation practice and how it helped his artistic practice that he wrote a book about it and it really inspired me to, um, with my own artistic practice. 
So um, after reading these uh, two books, I really got into meditation, and I, it really influenced my drawings. And these are all drawings from 2008 through 2010, and they're sort of uh, precursors to the meditation drawings that I would later make, in addition to my more um, conventional fictional narrative comics. I drew a lot of people sort of floating in space. Well, I still do that, so that's nothing. Nothing's changed. This is probably one of my first meditation comics when I was getting into it, and I think uh, back then I was just so uh, so impacted by how it helped me and how it really made me see the world in a different way that. Uh, looking back on it now, I feel like I was sort of obsessed with uh, pinning down with uh, words and image how this practice influenced my way of thinking, my way of living, my day-to-day -day emotional experience. So I'll quickly read this. How I feel when I meditate. All the junk in my head transforms into a wonderful light. I see fire. My iris becomes the moon in the sky. Something tells me that everything is going to be okay. Okay. And this is when I used to end my comics with the end because I guess I didn't trust my readers to know that this is the end of the comic. How do I feel after I meditate? My own hands look really strange. Even the glow of a street lamp at night looks something like a religious epiphany. Everything happens for a reason. The end. This is your mind. This is your mind on meditation. Any questions? <laughs> Don't dwell on the future. Mm. Future self, one year from now. Mm. Future self, two years from now. Mm. Everything you need to be completely 100% happy is right here. And know the end. This is uh, probably one of the earliest uh, meditation, illustrated meditation guides um, I made for myself. And uh, I was inspired to start making illustrated meditation guides because I think meditation is such an abstract thing. And I think a lot of people are intimidated uh, by whether or not they're doing it right or uh, what technique to do it. And I, I was actually a bit surprised as I got into meditation that there aren't more um, visual guides to meditation. Um, I, I really feel that it helps to, it helps help for me to uh, pin down these very abstract, um, intangible things into drawings. So, and this just never made it into any of my meditation zines. So this today was my first time after a few years uh, revisiting this comic. How to listen to the spaces between your thoughts. An illustrated guide. Step one, listen to your thoughts. I'm so busy these days, I don't have time to blah, blah, blah. Step two, I'm hungry right now. Imagine your thoughts being transcribed on a giant screen as you are thinking them. I'm hungry right now. I really want some fish tacos, but there's. Step three, notice the spaces between your thoughts.
The spaces are brief pockets of silence that exists in between your never-ending stream of thoughts. These silent spaces are sacred. Having more space in your thoughts means, that's bad grammar, you have more room for your true essence to shine through. Your true essence equals infinite silence, peace, goodness, love. So start listening to the silent spaces in your thoughts and enjoy the wells of peace that exist within them. The end. Well, I still have a few more slides. <laughs> uh, so this is the, the meditation zine that sort of started my whole journey um, at Skylight Books to where I am right now with all of you guys. Um, I, it was a really such a joy to see this little $5 zine, which I used to sell for $3 because I didn't know any better, um, show up with Hunger Games and uh, this is how you lose her. <laughs> um, just shows um, how supportive Skylight Books is, how um, adventurous the community readers are and how you just never know when um, some random thing you make that originated from a really depressing period of your life just um, ends up uh, connecting with random strangers. Uh, this was another meditation scene I made afterwards. A special message for you, hand delivered to you from the universe. And uh, uh, some of you may already know this, but uh, my book was also, um, they were self-published zines, and because I had so much material, I divided it into volume one and volume two. Um, I, I specifically bought a special brand of silver and gold glittery cardstock for the covers, and I probably lost money <laughs> selling them because the cardstock was so expensive. So that had a very brief run for a, a little bit before it became a book and I'm, I'm so thankful that it's a book because it's just much more time efficient for me to not have to print them and make runs to different bookstores. And here we are now. Yay. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to be reading uh, one more excerpt from uh, your illustrated guide to becoming one with the universe. And uh, after that, uh, we'll open up the floor to questions and answers. Me answering them, you guys questioning. <laughs> um, so uh, please uh, think of any questions you would like to ask me. And uh, coincidentally, uh, the section I'm about to read, it randomly got picked up by... Uh, Best American Non-Required Reading 2014, and I'm one of the two comics represented in this anthology, which I'm very excited about. So, And there's a lot of other great stuff in this anthology, so please, please check this out. It just came out like two days ago. Thanks.
Lesson six, have cake and tea with your demons. There are no divisions in the universe. The universe is oneness. The universe just is. So it is no wonder that many of us feel disconnected from the universe. When we shun our own darkness, our weaknesses, our anger, our sadness, our shame, our pain, we are disconnecting ourselves from the full spectrum of elements that exist within ourselves and the rest of the universe. We are not just light. We are not just darkness. We are everything. When we realize and truly embrace everything that is within us, that is when we can truly feel healed and whole again. So let us get to know our darkness, our demons that exist in the dark shadows of our minds, the aspects of ourselves we feel most ashamed of. Invite your demon for a slice of cake and a cup of tea. So... How's it going? It might feel awkward and uncomfortable at first. Allow the demon to say what it feels like saying, feel what it feels like feeling, think what it feels like thinking. Simply observe and listen with a gentle intention to understand where your demon is coming from. Thanks for coming. Let's do this again. Let the demon say what it wants to say, and then ask your demon to come back another time for more cake and tea. Nice to see you again. Schedule regular tea and cake dates with your demons. Sometimes your demon will give you something in return for your understanding and kindness. Something you can only receive for having the courage to face your darkness. A jewel, a beautiful idea, a key to a secret place. And after a while you may realize that for this whole time, your demon was afraid of you and was waiting for you this entire time. For your love, compassion, and time. Your assignment from the universe. Prepare different cake and tea combinations for your different demons. For example, for your sad demons, for your unforgiving demons, for your jealous demons, for your angry demons. Once you have gotten to know a good majority of your demons, organize a dance party. <laughs> Thank you.
Yes. You probably get this question a lot, but when you're creating your comics, do you write the prose? I mean, do you write the narrative first, or and then draw, or is it like a combination? She's curious about your process. Um, that's a good question. Uh, she was asking if um, I write my comics first before drawing them, or if um, it happens at the same time, or um, what the steps are. I, I think for my uh, fictional, more fictional short story comics, I do like to write things out before I thumbnail them and draw them and figure out what the layout of every page is going to be. Um, I, I do find that with my meditation comics, I do sort of let myself be a little more free with how the words and images flow. Um, a lot of the images and this words and images in this book actually uh, they sort of happen at the same time, um, where I wasn't so constrained by panels. Uh, most of the images are sort of free floating on. Uh, every page. And one thing I forgot to say in uh, sort of the background of this book was that it was actually meant to be an online course for the self-help online course website, which is why I was so uh, carefree with how much space everything took up. And uh, the only reason it didn't happen was because uh, this woman whom I was in contact with, uh, she was in contact with me right up to the point when the online course was about to get published and she never got back to me. So <laughs> uh, that's the only reason why it, it never happened and I, I'm a little thankful for that because uh, I think it ended up uh, being an interesting mini comic volume, two volume set series and then it became a book. So that was sort of the weird journey this, this book took. Um, so yeah, I, I usually do words before images, but uh, in this case, it sort of all flowed out at the same time. Any other questions? Yes. Um, I have a lot of your teams, they're really great. Thank um, you. Great. Um, there's a lot of things in them that are like these kind of exercises that are really fantastical, but also very specific, like the having KDT with your demons thing. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering for the reader, like how, what your intent is there, like as far as implementing those, those like assignments and stuff? Because I remember even in the first one I got, which was like, yeah, there's no wrong way to meditate. There were some things in there that are like really adorable, and uh, it was like those, you know, like sit down with your with your like painting in, and I, I can't remember the exact of it. But I was just curious how you like to what intent you expect the reader to implement those, and how to do it. Well, I, I did sort of make them, um, that's a great question. I did make them fantastical a bit on purpose. I think, well, I, I used to also work for a self-help website and you just come across so much um, cheesy material for, for guided visual meditations. So I think there's a small um, naughty part of me that's sort of poking fun at the the seriousness of some of these um, guided meditation exercises where it, it's so fantastical that um, obviously you can't do them literally, but at the same time, um, keeping it playful in the sense that even though you can't literally send a telepathic message to your alien friends or really organize, um, rent out a dance floor for your inner demons, um, 
maybe uh, the, the feeling that reading that evokes and the imagery that comes from it, uh, you might as well be doing it since you're um, sort of going, thinking what your own fantastical scenarios would be for yourself. Any other? Yes. Hi. Uh, so uh, she was asking uh, what I'm working on next or uh, what's in store in the coming months. Um, I do have a mini comic um, that will be published through uh, Sparkplug Comics. It's a really great uh, independent press based in Portland. Uh, they were one of the early, earliest supporters of my comics. So uh, that will be out in December. And speaking of December, um, all of you in LA, you should really check out Comic Arts LA which is a brand new indie comic festival that will be taking place in downtown on December 7th. So uh, the mini comic will be debuting there. Uh, if you follow me on uh, any of the social media sites, I'll definitely be posting a lot about that in the coming weeks and months. And um, other than that, I, I would like to put together an anthology of um, all of my short comic stories, because there's so much of them floating around now. And uh, I, I would like to continue to make more meditation, mindfulness illustrated guides. So that will probably be coming soon. Yes? Um, what kind of KDT would you make for a demon that tells you that you can't finish projects? <laughs> what kind of cake and tea would I suggest for demons that prevent you from finishing projects? That's a great question. Um, I would probably give the demon coffee instead of tea because that helps me get things done. And as for cake, probably a red velvet cupcake because the red is passion and fire. But uh, if you guys have other interpretations, I'd love to hear them. <laughs> yes? Um, you had mentioned this period of being depressed mm -hmm. and using these meditations as a way of, I guess, experiencing yourself differently. And one of the things I noticed in your comics is the play and, and the importance that play uh, shows up in your comics, this playfulness. Mm -hmm. um, did your meditation work allow you to get in touch with that playfulness? Um, and is that what pulled you out of depression also? That's a good question. Um, well, I think a big part of what <laughs> pulled me out of depression during that particular period of my life was um, I was living in another country working abroad and I think uh, coming back home helped me a lot but at the same time um, I do feel like uh, meditation in general it does sort of help me um, not take uh, difficult periods so seriously and to um, allow myself to step back and see the the bigger perspective that isn't just uh, the present difficulty or pain yes hi when you mentioned David Lynch, I remember reading somewhere that he practiced transcendental meditation. 
transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering for your personal practice, uh, is that was that a starting point for you, or did you try plenty of different kinds of meditation before settling into your own practice? Uh, that's a good question. I. You know, even though I write so much about meditation, um, people come up to me or like, oh, do you do this in the school of meditation? Or uh, did you practice under this teacher? And I'm like, no, I just sort of, um, I, I just, the, I don't even know what it would be called, but um, I just like to uh, sit quietly in silence for <laughs> 15 to 20 minutes and um, just uh, sit in um connect with my inner silence um i've done other things um i've i've done um audios that sort of are more uh guided meditations where people talk you through um sort of visualizations um i've been to a meditation retreat where uh they they implement different practices and i do enjoy doing uh different kinds of meditations but ultimately I think I for me what works is the simplest thing which is just um, sitting quietly in silence for 10 to 20 minutes and letting that silence unfold um, however it does whether you really do connect with your inner silence or if your brain is non-stop chattering but you're still doing nothing um, these those daily rituals uh, help me the best Yes. Kind of following along with that, is it odd to kind of traverse the boundary between being someone who's personally chronicling their meditation practice and becoming, by virtue of writing it, an authority? Do you, how, what's your comfort level with suddenly people thinking that you are, you know, someone uh, of authority that they should uh, ask questions about? Um, that that's a good question. I, I guess I'll find out as <laughs> in the coming uh, weeks and months. But uh, for me personally, I, I never claim to be a meditation expert. I I like to present my material as just um, another regular neurotic person uh, figuring her stuff out. And um, I, I do feel strongly that you don't have to be completely enlightened to, to share your life experiences with other people. You don't have to be a teacher or a guru or an expert to, to share your thoughts on topics and um, share with other people, whether it's your friends or complete strangers or people you've never met. So I like to position myself as um, a non-expert who's exploring this topic and inviting other people to, to join in on exploring this topic. How much do you uh, use meditation to visualize your page, or how much just comes out, or how much planning do you do with each page in the comic? Uh, do you mean for this book, or uh, with comics in general? Comics in general. Um, I do find with... It's different than either one, but whatever the more interesting answer, how that? Sure. Um, I I do find that uh, with my meditation comics, um, as I was saying earlier, or I touched on earlier, um, I sort of let myself be what it is uh, with as little planning as possible because I sort of want it to be in the moment since the topic is about mindfulness, letting go even if it's imperfect or doesn't look uh, the ideal layout or whatever. Uh, Whereas with my short story comics, 
as some of you comic book artists in the crowd probably know, um, I do uh, toil over every every panel and layout, and it, it, it's a ridiculously slow process. So um, it's interesting to have um, both both drawing styles and both topics and how um, very different they are in their approaches. Uh, one is very meticulously planned and almost torturous and not fun. <laughs> and the meditation drawing sort of allows me to be more playful and more organic with how the story and the words come out. Do you think there's an evolution there for you, something you'll take away in doing this book? Um, I think so. I, I, think, I think one informs the other. So um, I do hope that with, with my other comics, things will feel a little looser and not as painstakingly slow. <laughs> and maybe with my meditation comics, maybe uh, for future stories, they'll have a little more um, uh, rigidity, not rigidity, but a little more um, foundation in how uh, things are laid out. So uh, we'll see. Okay, this will be one last question. Sorry. Um, I know in a lot of your comics you make a bunch of your images out of little plus signs or crosses, and I was just wondering if that's involved in anything, because I noticed it's a pattern in a lot of them. Um, so uh, she was asking uh, where I sort of draw energy fields using plus signs or crosses, and what the significance of that. Um, I, I guess I just see them as sparkles <laughs> there uh, and it's consciously more a plus sign as opposed to a cross I think I just sort of like the uh, universal symbol of a plus sign um, meaning something is on some there is light uh, just just a very uh, easy but um, easy to understand visual signifier of of um, something that's sparkling I like sparkles <laughs> Um, yeah, one, one last question. Okay, one last question. Thank so Thanks, much. guys. <laughs> your work's amazing, and it seems like it isolates everything that sucks and gets it out of there. I think if you work like inside of a fortune cookie, you're very much inside it, and nothing else matters when I look at your work. What happens if you come up with an idea that would be better suited like Adbusters? Do you just toss it, or do you publish work under like a pseudonym or another, do you have another outlet for your ideas that might be a little darker than the work you're showing us? As, so, uh, t to make sure I understand your question, um, do you mean um, if there's if there's subject material that's darker or not peaceful, if 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 I uh, use a pseudonym or use other outlets? That's a good question. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to think how to answer that question. Um, you, you know, it's funny. I, I guess I used to do more uh, publicly post uh, more other drawings with darker subject material that was very different from. Um, the sort of things I post now, and 
I, I guess to a certain extent I do sort of um, uh, I don't just put everything that I draw online there are definitely <laughs> more uh, negative uh, darker darker things that I draw that um, well I guess just because I don't think other people find them interesting more than anything that I, I don't post it online but um, it may be something I explore in the future Thank you, everyone. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.